Halloween. What do you think of Vivian Blaze? <laughs> I can't say that name. You know, it's like, hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Vivian Blaze. Vivian Blaze. What, what do you think of, though, when you think of Halloween? I get really excited and giddy. And I think of dressing up. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part. I think of scary stories, campfires, maybe, if it's cold enough. I'm a Yankee, so... It's usually really hey, cold. <laughs> growing up, man, it was cold. And yeah. by the way, this year, Halloween, where we're at, we're in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, it is supposed to be... Uh, 60s something? Yeah, well, no, like 50s. It's well, supposed to be... It's, it's changing. Yeah, it it, it, it's supposed to be legitimately cold, though, oh. which I'm excited about. Because I, I don't... You know, we can talk about weather and all that and environment and all that. I just know that when I was a kid... It legitimately was usually cold on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. Not every time. I grew mm -mm. up in East Texas. There were times it was 75. But for the most part, at least at night, it was cold. Well, and I was also used to it either being cold where your jackets are all the way up. Mm -hmm. Snowy or rainy. Oh, yeah. You were, you were dealing with different. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's the thing people don't understand about the Midwest is that a lot of their weather, your weather patterns are more northeast than they are southwest mm -hmm. in Texas. Mm -hmm. Even a few, just a couple states north, it, there's a big difference. That's mm -hmm. why in the panhandle of Texas, it's it's usually me and Grant, when we do our shows, we go up there and it's usually snowy, yeah. you know, or not snowy, but cold and wet and mm -hmm. possibly snowy. Um, I, I, say, I share the same thing that you do with Halloween. I, I think that you and I, and again, part of this whole thing of this podcast is us being, you know, Generation X. I think we were right in the middle of the popular popular explosion of mm -hmm. Halloween. Not that it wasn't a big thing before, but I, I just think, I don't know, we just did it different. Well, and Elvira, oh my oh, goodness. so hot. Oh, she was amazing. You know, she's still hot. She, yeah, I did. It's and she came out, uh, she has a wife now. Oh, not surprised. So cool. many fantasies I lost out on if I'd have known that. <laughs> <laughs> she legitimately. So Daisy Duke, um, Elvira, those were two of the very early on in mm -hmm. my life. And here's an odd one. Helen Hunt. Not Helen Hunt from Mad About Me, but Helen Hunt from a movie where she played the home, what was it called? The homecoming queen quarterback, based on a true story of a girl that was a homecoming queen and she played football. Oh, okay. so I don't know what turned me on. Was it Helen Hunt or was it <laughs> Helen Hunt in football gear? I think it was the football gear. <laughs> uh, but so my family, my dad is a very. I, I get my pop culture love of stuff from my dad. My mom mm -hmm. loves movies and stuff, but my dad loves movies. Mm -hmm. And he loves horror movies. Mm -hmm. And so I got my love of that. And so for me, first off, Halloween is the start of my favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. October 1st to January 2nd is legitimately my favorite time of the year. And so this is like the gateway to the holidays mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because it's you get your Halloween, your, your horror story ghost, you get your family with Thanksgiving, and then you get your gifts with Christmas. And lots of food and lots cookies of food, yeah. and treats uh, and all the delicious. About to gain 65 pounds. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that that's why the whole New Year's resolution thing literally got started was gym people were like, wait a minute, these people need the motivation, so let's do that <laughs> after Christmas. But, uh, but I will say this, to me... November is scarier than October because November, the time changes happen. November, it's dark at 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. I think of November, I think of more of the cold, the cornfield, the wheat field, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of in the pasture, growing up in the country, in the mm -hmm. pasture at two in the morning. 
Um, for me, Halloween never felt scary. It was just fun. I, I can, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I, but I also love to watch the horrors. Oh no, I love the watch and that stuff. But yeah. I do agree, though. But I love this time of year. But I also hate this time of year. Why is that? Because I love the sun. Oh and yeah. It is because it's so dark. Even though I'm like a night owl and I love it when the sun's down. But I just love the sun. It's part of my happiness. <laughs> it's part. It's something that helps. It's a medicine for me. Yeah, I don't hate the sun yeah. by any stretch. I just I love being. I'm an IL yeah. too, yeah. and I just love the. I I love going like I walk up to the gas station at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love it just being night when it's nighttime to me. It's just the world's quieter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just it, it, it. It's funny how. You love the sun, but and you're an idol. That's a hard, you know, it's I don't really hate the hard. sun. I don't hate the sun. In it's fact, like the, it's the, um, I mean, but I want to say it's because I need that vitamin D. <laughs> vitamin D. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Cue the horn. God damn it. The early 2000s really destroyed good language and stuff. Because I can't, I, I agree. I could use some of that. Vitamin D. <laughs> Jesus, say one of those days, folks. We're just kind of a little bat crazy here. Uh, but no, but, you, but the, I mean, I don't. I want more sunlight. Yeah, no. You know, I, I loved it when the sun was up, and t- you know, we still had sun like nine thirty. You have a little bit of it, but it's still there. And now it's like five o'clock. That's like like four hours. It's just, you know, I I, I don't like going home when it's completely dark outside. Yeah, when it's a time where everyone's around. I mean, it's just for a woman, it makes it really scary. I agree, but I'm just being pure selfish mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. I don't like Halloween if the sun's out at 7 p.m. True. And that's the only that's the only issue I've had with it is it's like if you want to change the time. First off, the funny thing is if you actually read what doctors are saying is they don't want to change it to springtime like the government does. They're mm-hmm. all saying, no, you want to stick with the fall times. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize is they tried this in the early 70s, and everybody hated it. And the main reason why is because it was literally dark to like 8 and 8.30 in some parts of the mm-hmm. country. And you don't, as bad as us coming home at night, mm-hmm. you don't want your kids sitting out on the corner waiting for the bus at 7 in the morning, right. and it's pitch black dark. Right, and I've done that Yeah, <laughs> in uh, the hills of Arkansas. Oh, yeah, and I did it growing up in East Texas. Even with normal time change, there still was a there was still a couple because even though the time hasn't officially changed now, it's still getting darker earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's also getting lighter later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like even this morning, I walked up to racetrack at five thirty, and there was a row of kids just waiting on the bus. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, man, just think if the time change does you know hold permanent, this is what it's mm-hmm. going to be like for them all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Halloween. So did you? Did you grow up in the neighborhood that I think we all think of, like the Spillsburg, the E.T. neighborhood, where, you know, you had multiple streets to oh, go? Yeah, and there's yeah. kids everywhere. Kids and, everywhere. Yeah. And I'm not saying uh, I, I want to advocate this. I had somebody ask me when we were talking about stuff in our childhood. Are we saying it's necessarily better or worse? I'm not. I'm just saying it. it is what it is. So that was our experience. Our experience. So I lived out in the country, but my aunt or my great aunt, actually my mom's aunt, she lived in a neighborhood like that. Literally mm-hmm. looked like out of a Spielberg, a Spielberg movie. Boy, whew, edibles are kicking in. But um, <laughs> so she would go to my great aunt's house, and they would sit and have wine or schnapps mm-hmm. or cook. And then we would just go out and go to the neighborhoods. Yeah. Stop at that house. They have the best mm-hmm. Snickers. Stop over here. Mm-hmm. Don't stop there. They're yeah. not answering. Mm-hmm. But that was the only yeah. – th- that was literally the only – 
you know, parent telling us anything. They mm-hmm. let us go for, you know, be back by 9 p.m. And we'd leave at 6 p.m. and be out by ourselves for three hours. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the older, yeah. But um, as long as we were in a group, you know? Yeah, group was. We had, to be, we had to be in a pack. At least three, or at least three of us. And you bring up a good point. I think that's the thing that gets lost right there when people talk. It was a pack. It was a group. It's not just one person. Yeah, for me, it was cousins. It was all yeah. us cousins. Um, and, and in fact, when we get together and talk, or when we're just talking on, fan, you know, Facebook or whatever, the Halloween stuff gets brought up the most because mm-hmm. that was when we were together the most. Yeah. We were together Christmas, but that was usually the night. My, my family always did Christmas where. Uh, the week before you did all the side family mm-hmm. and then Christmas Eve and Christmas was more direct family. And so I didn't really see them on Christmas. So all of our memories uh, of just hours and hours is usually Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we would go just knocking on door to door till you found it. Now, when I got older, started the hay, did y'all do hay rides? Did y'all do hay rides where you're from? They do them. Um, I mean, did you grow up doing hay rides? Like a couple times. See, that was real. Again, East Texas. That was a real big thing in East Texas. It's funny with my Dallas friends because they're all like, well, hey, what? Still, <laughs> but, well, in the time I would have been trick or treating. Yeah. Um, I. I did enjoy both most city life. So it was, it was back. It was yeah. still city. Um, There's a few years, but at that point when I was in Arkansas, there were everything so far away. I really couldn't do trick or treating. I mean, not very well. So. Yeah. And I was kind of a middle school age, so I really didn't. I kind of missed out. Oh, that sucks. On that part of it. But I also didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. And then going anywhere was like at least a 30, 45 minute drive. See, I was lucky. I growing up in the same town my whole life, same group of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh in a time where everything was frozen for the 20 years mm-hmm. I was there. I think that, you know, it, when you talk about what kids deal with today, I think that's the biggest thing is change is always happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it happened when we were kids, but it, what we weren't as, I mean, you probably were because you had more life changes, moving mm-hmm. and things oh, like yeah. that. For me, man, Halloween at 10 mm-hmm. and Halloween at 17 mm-hmm. was the same people. Now we yeah. did different stuff, but it was right. still the same group. Yeah. Same yeah. group. Like I said, hay rides were a big thing. That's literally, you just get on a trailer with hay and tractor. Mm-hmm. That's usually where most 15 and 16 year old boys got their first finger in the pants <laughs> and all that. I mean, seriously, that's what it was. The, the, the great thing about East Texas Christianity was the hay rides and the trips to Six Flags under the guise of going as a church is where all the good stuff happens. I mean, I, I, every, every first for me as a guy sexually pretty much happened under a church event. So, yeah, uh, I think- so hay rides and then also. So where I grew up, there's a famous road that's a historical road called Stagecoach Road. And what makes Stagecoach Road so awesome is, is through the years, it has sunk down to the point where when you stand on the road, the sides are above, even me, even as tall as I am, the sides are above. And so it's original Stagecoach Road. And it's at night, you can only go one way. It gets really dark. It gets Ooh. yeah, and so that became literally where a cop would go on one end, and all the hay rides in Marshall. I mean, then there'd be five or six yeah. hay rides would come through that area, and so what we would do as older boys is then you stood above and you scared all the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, some churches even pay. We got tipped once. That was oh, so funny. Nice. <laughs> uh, but then you would end the night you, you, just like we always did, man. Go home, watch horror movies, and, and eat all the candy. Okay, yeah. And, and that candy part was legit. It was worth all the running around and that mask. 
the plastic mess that were held on by elastic. Oh, dude, if we if somebody <laughs> caught a light near us, we'd have went up like a friggin' flame. Yeah, we would have. I still remember when that was a real big. Oh, by the way, all these are flammable, and all the kids are like, "Yeah, we could have told y'all." Yeah, that. right. Um, yeah, we actually we were bobbing for apples at my aunt's and. Guy smoking a cigarette got mm-hmm. too close to a kid, and luckily everybody got the they got it off in time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it happened That's like scary. that. And if people don't know, just go look at look up nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties mask and stuff. They mm-hmm. were great. It was basically be like a Snoopy mask, mm-hmm. but instead of the bottom being like the rest of the dog body, it would then just show like all the peanuts. It made no mm-hmm. sense as a mask, like a costume, because it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. So are you a dog or are you a poster? Because it's you know it's yeah. matching up that way. Well, and I was Shira. One year. Okay, that might have been the third person I had a little crush on back <laughs> in the day was Shira. Heck I, yeah, Shira was hot. Hell yeah, she was. She and was awesome. I, I still remember my sister coming in watching, and she like watched five minutes, and she goes, "She's had that fake tits." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> she goes, "There's no way she can do all that, and they stay perfectly still yeah, like no. that." <laughs> so we were when we were talking about doing this ha- Halloween thing. You and I, one of the things that we share and we love to do is video games, and. So I was like, well, come up with some of the video games that scared you. And you were telling me earlier, like, you only had really two. Silent Hill, we'll get into. But Halo. <laughs> but you're yeah. right. But you're right about it. So I, I think people, especially guys or just people that are gaming now, they think of Halo like Halo 3, multiplayer, one of the first multiplayers, mm-hmm. one of the iconic, my mm-hmm. very first online game was Halo 3. And they forget that Halo, the single player was had a very was very religious, not like towards God, like we think of religious, but mm-hmm. it had its own religion. You mm-hmm. had the aliens, and they believed this, and yeah. you as master chief in your group, y'all believe mm-hmm. this. And there was a lot of backstory, and there was a lot of atmosphere in those first couple Halos that legitimately were creepy. Yeah, well, now, just, I will say, my favorite games are Nintendo. Yeah. Mario Brothers. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I love those games, and that's what I would play. But at this point, when it, you know, the Halo enters my life, um, I haven't played a video game in years. Yeah. And so this is what I jump into. Oh, so that was the first one. That's right, because you played with your college friends. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I lived, you know, in a house of four other people in college, and um they would play this, and then we ended up, you know, hooking up two TVs and two oh, consoles, yeah. eight people playing in, the, like, the living room. I mean, we got serious on this, but it was scary. And the reason why is because even with the graphics, anything that I um, see, I usually dream of that night. Yeah. And a lot of what I dream of are, de- you know, I live these deja vus. And so I have very vivid, terrifying dreams. And when I like seeing these the faces, it's just kind of brought back some dreams I've had, would have before. Yeah. And I know it was silly to probably anybody else, but for me, I was like, okay, you know, I had to muster up enough courage. And the only way I got comfortable is if I played with someone else until, you know, I had to play a while before I would play by myself yeah. with that game. Cause it's just, it, it, it just, I freak out. I stop. I don't, you know, react in the game. It's silly to anybody else, probably, but. For me, I just like, you know, I, I had to have my hand held. But once, and that's kind of the only thing in my life. If something's scary or intimidating that I'm learning um, or, or apprehensive about, I want to be able to have that person there to help me yeah. understand so I can have questions, someone I can go to um, regardless of the questions. But I know that 
like a safe space, not like a judgment or not this other person yeah. or like a like a list of five different people, but that contact. And once I kind of like, okay, I got this, then I run with it. And then I just, you know, have at it and have fun. So how did you get into Silent Hill then? Um, well, I mean, I lived with all guys. So. Okay. So we're talking about the first one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way I back mean, the, in the, the 2000s. Yeah back, right. yeah, back then. So, and, and even I would watch scary movies and do all that. But, yeah. And then for that, I would still, I would have dreams, but for some reason, like that my, I don't know, my alien dreams, that type of thing is scarier. I would all have zombie dreams. I oh, have zombie Lord. dreams. Lord. I'm a big zombie guy, but I have zombie yeah, dreams. Yeah, those are those are awful. Well, for me, the zombie dreams they can be terrible or they can be awesome, just depending. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I have been able to go, okay, this is a dream. Mm -hmm. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't do it like, and I don't think people can do it as much as some people claim. I think mm -hmm. it's usually just random. Mm -hmm. um, but I've had zombie dreams that also like I I can't tell if it's real or not. Yeah. And that's the ones that are, but I still, I don't know. I, I have an appreciation for them when I wake up, if I remember. <laughs> Sometimes I don't remember and I'm yeah. like, uh. but I, I ask you the Silent Hill because I actually didn't get into Silent Hill early. I, I got, I was Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't play the first Resident Evil game. I played the second one. And, and if people don't remember, Resident Evil is a video game about a company, Umbrella Corporation, that basically they have a chemical leak mm -hmm. that creates the zombies. And so... When I was playing that, I was working security in a little shack. I would work 12 hours Saturday and Sunday. I would work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Work 12 hours, 36 hours in three days. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I was a college student. I was a night owl, all that fun stuff. Um, and you could bring your TV. And so, and the guy that worked the other 12 hours, we were really good friends from high school and stuff. So we, I, one of us would just bring a TV and we'd leave it out there for the weekend. Yeah. And I'd bring my PlayStation and I was playing Resident Evil 2. But here's the funny thing. I was working security at DuPont in East Texas. And if you don't know, DuPont creates chemicals. Mm -hmm. This is a reality that could yeah. potentially happen. My, so here's the thing about security where I worked. Our only job... Our only job mm -hmm. was if we heard the alarm, no questions asked, immediately drive to town. to Because this is before, you know, you could 911, but this is before computers. This yeah. is in the late 90s. It was to get into town to work, to to warn there's a chemical leak, shit's about to go back. That's my only job. Yeah. I, when you parked, like, you know, we'd park right next to you. You always had to have your keys in your ignition. ignition. You always had to have your car parked out. Oh, wow. The, the closest gas station they trained their people to if so if, if somebody comes from you from DuPont and gives this code and I can't remember the word you know yeah. so this is not a drill contact yeah. they were supposed to immediately contact I mean that's how serious this was yeah so like it, would you go to the gas station and they would call or would you yeah if it, well you'd go to the gas station and they would start the call and you go on like okay. I, you were Paul Revere at this time okay you know now the the last time I went back to my hometown and actually went out there it's completely different now well, yeah, technology. They, they, they still have the same idea but yeah all they have to do is boom 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 and everybody's known but they still do have to keep their vehicle pointed. Well, they do because in case something goes down and all that technology doesn't work. Exactly. And also just to make sure you get your ass out because the people that work there, they pretty much understood that if something goes south, they're probably dead. I mean, we're talking stuff that was instant. And so it was a little freaking creepy playing a video game about chemical spills <laughs> causing zombies while I'm sitting at so. a chemical plant. But uh, <laughs> I didn't get into Silent Hill till later. And so by the time I got into it, I recognized it for what it was. It was fun. Mm -hmm. But I've never actually been scared. Like, I wasn't even scared of the Resident Evil. I wasn't scared growing up in horror movies. I just enjoy mm -hmm. watching them. So mm -hmm. I've always wanted, I'm always hoping for that 
that media that will actually scare me. The, the closest would be The Exorcist when I was a kid, but mm -hmm. that was because I was a kid. Mm -hmm. That shit scared the hell out of me. Oh, hell yeah. My mom, my mom and dad's room looked kind of like her room did because oh. I, I, I grew up in an old school house with that kind of mm -hmm. bedroom, mm -hmm. and I'd have to walk past it to get to my bedroom, and that was always freaky. Mm -hmm. But after that, I've just nothing's ever really scared me in movies or something. Poltergeist? No, nah, I love that movie, but it never scared me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, me and my fiance were just talking about that. If you realize the first one, there's no bad guy. They're not evil in Poltergeist. They're mm -hmm. just trying to find their way to the light and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it makes that's what makes Poltergeist 2 so good because mm -hmm. there is an evil guy. And if I'd have been young enough when that one came out, Ooh. oh, that would have made me poop my pants. <laughs> yeah. Because that dude, that, awful. That, that the voice, and again, growing up in a very re re conservative Christian area, mm -hmm. I knew preachers like that. Mm -hmm. Not creepy, but had that voice and you never could trust them. And man, when he would be like, <laughs> is Carol Ann home? <laughs> To this day, like I was doing that to my fiance, she finally was like, "Would you stop?" Because I kept going, I kept going. I'll, I'll beep it. I kept going. Jenny, are you home? I'd like to walk with you towards the light. Because that's how he talks. No, what's even creepier is I've seen the guy in real life, not not the real guy. Oh, but I've seen oh, okay. like guys that have looked like him in like the middle of nowhere. And BFE. And they look like they're just in a they're but doing they their normal thing. But they look just like him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I can't help but stare. I'm like, oh, I got to stay away from them. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not their fault. They're creepy to me, but. Yeah, it's not your fault, but stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my hometown almost was taken over by a cult. What? Yeah. So, and this was in the late 80s. This is why I love when we talk, because I know our show's going to go anywhere. <laughs> but this is in the late 80s. And the church, and I don't care. We, we use our names, you know, all that. But for me, if you're on this channel, you know who I am because of everything else I do on the show. So in Marshall in 1988, a church came in called Solid Rock. And they started buying up land. Ooh. And they started buying up stuff. And they started trying to integrate into the government and, and things like in the local government. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and I don't know if they were. I mean, honestly, now I realize maybe they weren't truly a cult. Maybe that's just how Christian, deep Christian, because that's what they're doing now. You know, you, you look at school boards now. They're all being integrated by Christian people who are wanting to push their agenda into. And, and maybe that was just an earlier version of that. But, yeah, it was really weird because we even had like 60 Minutes come out and they did a thing on it or no i'm sorry 2020 they came and did a thing on it and it was kind of big deal in marshall for a couple mm -hmm. of years and oh, I bet. It, yeah it was just really weird and, and I, I you know the funny thing is one of the things that in life really did scare me was the jim jones stuff that's the guy that took all the people down to south america and then they Drink Kool-Aid oh, and die. Yeah, yeah. And the reason it really scared me was because there was that mini series in the, like 82 with Powers Booth playing Jim Jones. And I was six years old, seven years old, probably shouldn't have been watching it. And I just remember them, not only that thing, but it was also uh, they showed at the end real the real bodies. And we're talking mm -hmm. hundreds of people, maybe even thousands, just drank Kool-Aid and died. That always scared me. So when this whole cult thing or whatever it was started moving. That's I, maybe that's why I'm like, I'm against religion, not really, not against it, but you know what I mean? I just, that kind of, I don't know. Sheep mentality. Yeah. You get scary because people will start doing things that they would never do. Mm -hmm. And that's like, there was a poll recently that talked about how a lot of people on the, the Christian far right think Jesus basically is a pussy. 
like his views and stuff. That's not what we want no more. And it's like, what? Yeah, but that's also what happens. I mean, that you, you take whatever religious belief you believe in mm-hmm. or not believe in, right? Whatever you use to to set your moral paths, you will adjust them to fit your needs. Mm-hmm. And it, oh yeah, it's. I mean, that's one of my um, issues with organized religion. You know, but then again, to each their own. I, I, people can read, they can worship whatever they want, and that's fine as long as it's not harming anybody. Yeah, that's always been my yeah. thing. Don't harm animals, don't harm mm-hmm. kids, don't harm each other, do whatever else you want. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Did y'all ever have any kind of uh, like Christians against Halloween or anything like that? I don't remember. I don't really remember, but I'm sure there was. See, I don't know, because I feel like in my town, Halloween was embraced, even by mm-hmm. the churches. They had witches on the wall in the little yeah. Sunday school. Yeah, was- they, they would always do the thing like, you know, now this is just for fun. You know, this isn't, you know. But then all that was before the middle 80s satanic panic. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how much you got that where you were from, but satanic panic was Pretty big in Marshall for a while. They the, the the church started believing in like the whole. Okay, first off, I hate to tell everybody yeah. the idea that razor blades are in, in candy is so extremely rare. I think there's been like two true instances, and one of them was basically somebody just effing around to see if they get mm-hmm. caught. So, but we had to do that. My parents had to go through all the candy and make mm-hmm. sure that all that um, they had to make there for a while. There was this whole thing of um, basically, you know. You can dress up, but you you can't do a Ouija board because that you know that's what Satan yeah, wants. Yeah. And I'm like, Hasbro makes it. It's a toy. No, <laughs> it's a Ouija. It, it, you talk to ghosts. <laughs> Hasbro makes this. You can get speak and spe- speak and say. You can get the other one. Uh, Simon says, or you can get a Ouija board. They're all three just toys. But yeah. <laughs> these people there for a while really believed it, and we're back into that now. Oh, we are. We are with all this, you know. Uh, Hollywood's stealing kids to drink their adrenaline, and uh. I always get this bad image. <laughs> I always have this bad image. This is the this is the stoner. I see Tom Cruise. He's like on the set, and he's wearing like a like an old eighties. Uh, I mean, old western gun belt. Yeah, but in each pocket where the guns would be it's babies and whenever he just needs some energy he just pops the top off a kid and <laughs> drinks you know like you see when they drink gatorade when they're oh, refreshed but, but that's what these people believe i know i just don't it doesn't make any sense i mean it, i mean <sighs> drinking adrenaline from their adrenal gland which is something that was made up for uh there's in a movie a, a drama that's literally about a guy who has this is a great 80s movie. It's a guy who had his adrenal gland is fucked up. And so basically this thing comes out of his head that's like a like a scorpion stinger. Yeah. And he stings people in their brain and sucks out their adrenal. I'm beginning to wonder if that's where they got that from. I just thought oh, about that I actually. I think I remember that. Yeah, it's Jeffrey Combs. A really okay. good movie. Really, yeah. really good movie. You know, I loved watching USA Up All Night. And they would play, play movies Rhonda. like The Blob. Yep. And then you had... Um, the skeleton guy. Why can't I think of the the series? skeleton guy? The the it was like a skeleton. He was talking and he would sit in a chair, do whatever, and he would like tell stories. That's a lot. That might be a thing for you, not here. No, no, it was. Uh, I mean, there was Gilbert Godfrey. There was Rhonda up all night, and then there was Joe Bob Briggs. But he he was a cowboy. He wore a cowboy hat. 
This is called Research on the Fly. The dead body? It was he was dead and decaying and mostly. Um Are you talking about Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, Tales oh, from the Crypt. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. Guy. HBO. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would watch that too. Okay. Oh yeah. I, that was so I didn't have cable till like my sophomore year, but friends of mine would that was one mm-hmm. of those and that's something that, that you don't get nowadays. The passing of the VHS tape. The, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you got to watch this. Oh, but speaking of VHS tapes, mm-hmm. right? I was actually just talking last night about this. I would take the um, the Disney like Mickey Mouse Mickey collection. Mm-hmm. They had like the dancing skeletons. Oh, yeah. They had the gorilla who got loose from the zoo. <laughs> so I would <laughs> I would watch that, but put it to Dark Side of the Moon. You were a stoner before you knew it. Oh no, I was, I was, I was riding high on some tunes. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about Dark Side of the Moon, but for our generation, that's the stoner. It is. It is I, I wonder through. if that if that's for everybody. You know, like is there? Well, I guess for the late '90s, it'd be typo negative or something like that. <laughs> I, I actually got to hang with that band. Oh, that's. Cool. You remember that band? Oh, I do. Um, you know that lead singer, a notoriously had one of the biggest penises in the world. He was actually in Playgirl. Um, yeah, and B, he died. That's what I remember. And he died. Oh. Yeah, he died about 10 years ago. And I actually got an invitation from the band to come to this funeral. Oh, wow. So they were a they were a B level, not quite A. Like, they toured the nation. They always had... They always had jobs. Mm-hmm. They played on radios, but they weren't. They just didn't quite get to that that top level. Yeah. So they would come to Shreveport, which is right next to Marshall. Shreveport used to get that in the late nineties. It was them stabbing westward, silver mm-hmm. chair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I. No, wait, did I? You know the songs if I played them, but uh, no, I just I can't remember if I. I saw um, Candlebox. Candlebox, yes, that's I another one. I saw them, and I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" It sounds just like the damn tape. Or CD at the time. I can't remember. When would we get CDs? Yeah, we were getting CDs at that point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first one was uh, Pearl Jam um, 10. Your first CD? My, my first CD. And I got it, had gotten a CD Walkman yeah. with it. Now I got that for Christmas. Oh, that, my God. I got God. to pick it out, and that's what I got. I, I got the same thing for Christmas. Was so, it the yellow one? The yellow black? No, one? I always wanted that one. I got just a regular silver Sony uh-huh. Walkman yeah. DVD or CD player. My first two CDs were Metallica's Black oh, and Garth good. Brooks. <laughs> hey, I'm okay. from East Texas. So, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, funny story. The wife my dad had at the time, they divorced. I love that. And my I wife some... had at the time. <laughs> <laughs> One of seven. <laughs> he had, like, given me the CD case, and it had, like, Garth Brooks in it. Like, it was, I'm like... Okay, I know the Thunder Roll. Yeah. And I still have it, by the way. Oh, that's a good I, CD, I a, though. Actually, I have a bin of just like CDs, all like. I sold mine off. Ugh. I don't have the cases for them because I would oh, put yeah. them in my thing and my, like, my. Little, I had a case for a. Yeah, for the car. For the car. My above. fiance still has ones. that in her car. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll run a road trip. I'll be like trying to find something, and she'll be like, nah, I got this. And she puts, puts it, it in. And I'm like, what is this technology? <laughs> Have I time warped yeah. in the past? <laughs> oh, well, in her car, it actually fits perfectly. <laughs> but anyway, what about your dad? Are your dad's 70th wife? Oh, but I mean, he had given. That's what Garth Brooks is. Yeah. He had given me Did that. Did you like it? 
Um, yeah, I listened Garth to Brooks it. legitimately is fun. He's a fun, especially back then. Yeah. Uh, especially because like the Thunder Rolls, it's mm-hmm. like it's like oh, this is a great song. This is a great song. And then like 15 years later, you, you hear, realize, you're like, holy that, um, shit, the dude's beating his wife. <laughs> <laughs> or the dance. The dance yeah. is about death. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's literally what it's about. So yeah. I'd rather live through good things and lose you than mm-hmm. never have met you. Yeah. Um, and, and so yeah, it's, I will admit. Uh, that that era of country I was really big into. In fact, when me and my co-host go on our high school football trips, mm-hmm. we usually try to find classic country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CDs. Holy crap! That just funny that it's like, oh, Metallica and Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, at least Metallica it, it rocked. But I don't even know where we're going with all that. I don't either. <laughs> and we've hit the stone part of the episode. Um, but no, we're talking about, you know, like cults and stuff. And you know, I there's an old meme, and, and I, I always thought. I always thought quicksand was going to be a bigger thing in our life because mm-hmm. it was in everything. And I always thought cults were going to be a bigger thing in our life. Mm-hmm. I chuckle at that, but then I look at the world and go, oh, that's where we're at now. We're, mm-hmm. in, we're in a cultic. And it's not mm-hmm. just one side. Every side of everything, everybody just, they're so entrenched on their side that they will die defending it. And here I am in the middle going, I'm good. Yeah. Like, you know, I want life to be this way, but if it's not, I'll figure it out. I'm not yeah. going to, you know... The world's not going to end just because Mm-mm. I don't get everything I want. Yeah. If that exactly. makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, anyway, back so, to Halloween. Okay, so did you ever go to haunted houses? Yeah, but I I don't care for the jump scare. Mm-hmm. It's not that it scares me. It's just annoying. Yeah. Um, I more did the whole let's actually go to old Johnson's house that's been empty for 10 years mm-hmm. and, you know, heard all the stories and then nothing mm-hmm. ever would happen. Yeah. Were you big into the haunted houses? I would go. Um, and we would, we would take hallucinogens. Yeah, that I could see being fun. And get pretty faded. And we would go to the West Bottoms. And that's where all the warehouse, it's a warehouse district, like the abandoned ones, or there's, you know, they have some where businesses. Where kids disappear. It is where <laughs> kids disappear. Or that's where we always went for raves. So yeah. <laughs> I felt comfortable in that neighborhood for some reason. So I loved it, though. I love the I loved the city. Like, I did a lot of photography. I fell I, in love with the dark side of the city when mm-hmm. I first moved up to Dallas the first time, and I worked security. Mm-hmm. Which means I worked overnight. I worked downtowns, mm-hmm. and I loved it absolutely. To this day, yeah. To this day, at least four times a year, I won't be able to sleep. And at two in the morning, I just like to go drive downtown Dallas. Yeah. And, and people, are like, what about all the homeless? You really don't see them. Like you can, I know where they're at. I can go find them. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I'm driving down Lamar. I'm driving yeah. over by where Kennedy. Yeah. All that at two in the morning, three mm-hmm. in the morning. It's just there's something. So serene yet spooky about mm-hmm. late night big cities. Oh yeah, definitely. There's also too a lot of darkness and things don't look the same. Yeah, shadows. Oh, the shadows. The shadows. I mean, there's a famous uh, picture and it's a it's the same thing. One of them's in shadows and it looks just horrifically scary. And then when you see it, it's just a, a meadow mm-hmm. and it's the same picture. It's just yeah. somebody put a sh- uh, shadow filter mm-hmm. on it. So yeah, I, in, in my opinion, I and maybe it's where you grow up. The the, the country never made me think of ghost mm-hmm. or scary city does so there was supposedly a portal of hell oh nice close to where i lived so it was a big thing they would have like a radio station every year they oh would so this go. was a, a known no, this thing is, this is a it's one of the oh wait portals of, by t- kind of it's not in topeka but it's yeah but I know it's we're... real close to it's in between kc and topeka but we lived at the time, you know, 
in between KC yeah. and Topeka. Th- so there's a there. That's where you're talking about is one of those famous. Uh, it's a church. Yeah, it's one of those famous stories that supposedly, mm-hmm. like when the Pope is flown in America, he mm-hmm. will not fly over that. Yeah, no, like they purposely avoid it. How yep. true that is, we don't know. But yeah. I do remember that. It's actually in a movie, a really bad mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it but is it's a really bad movie. Yeah, it is. And, and that's that's crazy. So okay, that's actually where I was going to lead to. Do, have you ever in your life seen anything paranormal to you? Yes. All right. The floor is yours. Tell oh, us. Lord, I got to remember it now. I didn't want to lie. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. But no, I mean, there, you know, you say Ouija board, it's a toy. My girlfriend and I made one out of a pizza box. <laughs> Did a lot of Italians come out of there? <laughs> They hang, you know. They, they hey, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it was scary, and you know when you like it. I wasn't. I literally wasn't pushing it. I don't ever push it. Like yeah. I'm serious. I am not doing it. And um, even say, even if I play it now, but that, that energy. I think what it is, it's energy moving. Maybe I don't know. I think it's power of suggestion. Could be, but I seriously. But I mean, is I that never, not the same thing? And I if never you move it. I always feel it being pulled. Yeah, and I just kind of. Like go in the you direction, go with it. and that's yeah, what you're supposed it. to do. Yeah, so yeah, I just remember like it, it was all nice and dandy, and then these weird things would come up. But some things that it would be like things I've never said or subjects like it would be kind of a little creepy. So even if it was me and my friend, some of the answers. I mean, I don't remember specifics. I think it was yeah. like fourteen. Um, that was like thirty years ago. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, that's so old. Mm, That's fun. I, you know, I, I started, and I'm, I'm actually planning on bringing it back eventually. I started a, a podcast where I'm, I'm skeptic, but I'm, I'm, I've always been very curious. I, I don't believe, but it's not. I don't like look down like i i want to believe it's the same thing mm-hmm. i tell it's the same thing i tell religious people when they bring up you know well you're agnostic atheist i don't want to be mm-hmm. like i would love to 100 percent believe what y'all believe and legitimately think that hey at the end of the day there's a big daddy in the sky that's going to mm-hmm. make everything right it's not something i, I i'm opposed to i would right. love for that i just don't believe it same thing with ghosts i want to believe maybe people believe that because they know that not it's not always going to be all right here I mean, oh, that's 100% no, what it is. The only person you rely on is yourself. And even then, you know, it, it, that's sometimes impossible because sometimes the help you need isn't something that you can do for yourself. So during COVID, and I was starting, boy, I picked the right year to start dating again, COVID. <laughs> but it did lead me to meet a lot of women and get to know them because we weren't going out on dates. Mm-hmm. And whether we cl- clicked or not, I enjoyed the conversation. And one night, I got to talk with a history professor from TCU. And had a lovely conversation. She was from England. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I scared her off because I kept telling her how much I love British TV, which I do. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that's why I was talking to her, but I, I could see why that kind mm-hmm. of worried. But uh, we were talking about history, and she brought up that you know religion was basically created by the leaders of that time to to create law and order. And whether you like religion or not, you. you Let's be honest, people need to believe that they could get in trouble if they Mm -hmm. do bad things. And we're starting to see now in today's world where people are realizing, wait a minute, I can just do this and nobody's really going to do anything. Mm -hmm. We've we've got to somehow recreate that barrier that makes people think, hey, even when nobody's watching, 
if I do something kind of wrong, I'll get called on the carpet. So I respect that part of religion. I've just never believed into it. And probably because I was raised in the fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. I was uh, raised Southern Baptist. You go to hell. That's all we talked about, going to hell, going to hell. Well, nothing about the love of Jesus. Nothing Mm -hmm. about, I mean, you'd get the story of the hooker, Mary, and, you know, the leper and all that. But even then it was like, and then God saved the leper. You're going to hell. I mean, that's, it's just everything was evil. Yeah. And so. They scare you. Yeah, they scare, scare you. you into believing. And what, yeah. It's just, it's a different way of teaching, I guess. But I, I don't know. I, I, I've never wanted a parent to be that way. I'd never want to be that way as a mm-hmm. parent. I, I don't want to. And I've always said that's also my other thing is if, 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 if God is the parent of us, the shit he puts us through that if we did to our kids, we'd go to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but going back to Halloween, so <laughs> or going back to seeing stuff. So I've never really I've, I've had moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can remember laying in my, my house again, old house. And I was a night owl. So there was many nights where I was just laying there lights off and I would think I'd see something. But mm-hmm. you don't know how much that is playing tricks on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the closest thing that I have to a real story was when I was married, we lived in a small town in East Texas called Rusk, and we had a house that was right off the main street. Now, on one side of the house was this big, long walking bridge. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's famous. It's one of the largest walking bridges. It's some one of those weird rules where it's largest walking bridges under certain yeah. rules. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's there. And then the other side is just a turn and corner. So basically, if you stepped on the porch, you could see all the way to the right, all the way to the straight, which was just a house, and mm-hmm. then all the way into downtown. And so one night, I was asleep. I didn't hear any of this, but my ex-wife wakes me up, and she's like, there's somebody, somebody at the door, somebody at the door, somebody at the door. I go to the door. I see nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, I guess they left. And she's like, well, you had to have seen them. Like, they literally just stopped pounding. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Then we find out from our, our landlords that his mom had died in the house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, which didn't, I thought that was kind of cool. But that's the closest thing I've ever had to truly. Now, I got into all the ghost hunters. I think we talked about this in the spring. I got into all the ghost hunter shows in the mm-hmm. 2000s. Now, they're all coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking on a HBO Max, and there's 15 ghost hunting shows now. Oh, wow. You realize really quick, though, how fake they are and oh, how yeah. produced and how, you know, well, all right, we're, we're going to do this, and we're, you're the only person in the room mm-hmm. except for the other four production people that are standing mm-hmm. with you. But still, I still love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love ghost hunts. I, I, my favorite horror genre is supernatural. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's great. Because I don't count I don't count zombies as horror. Zombies is action, no, thriller, yeah, just more action, thriller. really. Yeah, that's more thriller. Um, but for, but like vampires, I'm okay. They're good. Yeah, uh, they're good. Uh, werewolves never really been a big. I do like American Werewolf in London. I mean, when the, you know. Yeah, whatever. but this has never been a thing that scared me. Yeah. Um, oh, somebody's at the house. Uh, ghost. Ghost has always been the thing because mm-hmm. I just think that's so fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like reflections in the mirror. Yeah, I've seen. Um, I'm like a big also energy person. So, you know, when things shift, you're somewhere else. I even like kind of sit in it before I kind of be like, oh, you know, yeah. like, I kind no, of, like, is this really what I'm feeling right now? Like, what's going on? Tim, check people, anybody with me? <laughs> you know, I've had things fall and I try to logically explain why something in one room fell. But you can't. But there's, there's nothing it was it, that could explain it. I mean, and then, of course, there a lot of times these are times in my life when um, I don't know everything's not so happy go lucky, or if I have big decisions I have to make, or if there's you know uh, 
people in my life I've been debating about. Yeah. You know, removing just different, the very more times in my life, I think, where there's been more friction and chaos. That sounds more like an energy thing, though. Mm -hmm. See, I, I don't know if I've ever told you the one kind of haunting I can believe in is the type where you hear, oh, every night at 2 a.m. you mm -hmm. hear that. I believe in that because I believe their energy has impressed itself so much in mm -hmm. that environment yeah. that you're getting a replay. You can't interact with it, but you're getting a replay. I can believe that. Yeah. Because I, 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 I am a big believer in energy. I, I, I don't know about auras and all that, but I, I'm really good about reading the room. And I think some of that you have to be able to read the energy that's going on. Oh, definitely. And, and so I can believe in the energy side of that. I just don't believe in, like, Casper the ghost talks to humans or communicates and stuff like that. I'd love for it to be true. I mean, that, that to me, I would love anything to prove that there's a something else past this. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of times when you're talking about, like, waking up a certain time. Well, I, I my whole life I've always had issues sleeping, and usually middle of the night um, I would wake up. And I wouldn't be able to get back to sleep. And it's yeah. anywhere like between like three and four, four thirty. So it's the same time. Frame. And it's like the witching hour. Yeah. So it's it just feels like I have you know, I always wake up, feel like energy's pulling me, pulling me to be awake. And then at that point I'm like, shit. Because anytime I saw the clock and it said three thirty, I was up. It didn't matter. Like I and even if I don't look at the clock, I You I, just know. I just know what you know, I just can't sleep though. That's the thing. I just up and then my brain doesn't it starts going full throttle. I ha I'm the same way. I have to literally, it's like, oh, crap, I got to pee, go pee, get back in bed, because mm -hmm. if I don't, my brain turns on. Mm -hmm. And I start thinking about, okay, I need to do this at mm -hmm. 6, and I do this at 7, and then I'm like, you. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Mm -hmm. and, and there's many nights that I do that. And yeah. I was just telling you, last week I got, I got diagnosed with exhaustion, and it's just... It's not what you think it is either. It's not just simply, oh, you work too hard. It's a lot of other things. But part of it is I just I can sleep wonderfully one night, like mm -hmm. nine hours, put my head down at nine, wake up at 7 a.m., stretch, you yeah. know, birds. Are, and then but the other times it's wake up every hour, wake up yeah. every hour, wake up. And it's not even having to go to the bathroom. It's just waking up. Mm -hmm. And I've tried it with it with TV. I've tried it without TV. Mm -hmm. I've tried it pitch black. I've tried it. None of that works. Mm -hmm. And people giving you advice on sleep. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Take Isn't melatonin. I've taken <laughs> melatonin. Do you not think in my 48 years of life I've not heard of melatonin it, at this point? It gives me nightmares. It I does have... nothing to me. Yeah, I don't sleep. Yeah. But when I do actually it's eventually vivid. sleep, it's very vivid so nightmares. So does, does weed give you vivid nightmares no. or vivid dreams? Um, No, it allows my brain to slow down. And I, then it helps me even stay in my sleep longer. If I take it at the right time, it does that for me. But if I don't, I have vivid dreams. Not oh, bad. I mean, I can't. It depends on not, how much. But. Not necessarily bad. They're just vivid. And, yeah. I, and you and I are talking off there. I, I, nightmares... I don't, I'm not, nobody likes nightmares, but as I've gotten older, I'm perfectly fine with them. Like, mm -hmm. usually I end up kind of like, that was kind of a cool dream. You know, mm -hmm. that was really weird when that zombie came out of the tree or shit mm -hmm. like that. Um, but, but the, the, the mushroom edibles, I dream in techno color. <laughs> not surprised. But it's very boring bullshit, but it's so, so pretty. pretty. Like, I literally, <laughs> so I was telling you, me and the fiance, I went down for my job down in uh, Central Texas uh, over by Canyon Lake. And so we got a and b and made a weekend of it. And you provided us with some edible mushrooms. Oh, no, that was edible chocolates, wasn't it? Whatever it was. It, I mean, uh, mushroom chocolates, whatever it was. We get down there, 
And like I take it at 6 p.m. thinking we're going to watch a marathon of horror movies and stuff. By 6.45, I'm asleep on the couch. I don't move till like 7 a.m. Yeah. But the whole dream was me sitting on a bench bored as fuck. <laughs> is that not the weirdest thing? That is the craziest like, thing. Like in the dream, I was paralyzed and could not move. And I sat there and I swear to God, in real time, mm -hmm. I sat in that. And it was beautiful. Like mm -hmm. all the colors. It literally was like 70s color. Yeah. But I was bored as hell. That's funny. Uh, and that's the and but like like smoking weed doesn't do anything for me like that. I actually mm -mm. like to take a hit right before I go to bed. Yeah, that that it's when you ingest it. Yeah, and it's weird because the head high is your smoke, but the edible high is like body. Yeah, every, it's a three. It, it's, I feel like a three dimensional. Yeah, high. You get everything yeah, that's going. A, that's a great way to put it because what I what I basically. I'm, I'm a duo. I like to do both. And what I really like to do, though, is when I started, I take my edible and then hit the pipe for a minute. Mm -hmm. And especially if I have some moon rock, get all that really good. And then I won't touch the pipe the rest of the night. I don't mm -hmm. need to. Mm -mm. It's just like it's a connection from the head high to the body high, and it, mm -hmm. it kind of connects them. Yeah. But, but man, some of these, some of the, the edibles, whoo, like it, you just... You take one extra too much, and it just takes it's you into a... It's a whole light year. Like, you, like, light year speed. Yeah. Now, yeah. I've, I've passed the point of paranoia, though. Like, I'm not, like, cops or all that. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I get, like, a kind of a paranoid racing heartbeat. But now it's just more of... I think I've been... I mean, I've now been doing this for five years. I think I finally reached that point where I do get over, uh, over edibled. Mm -hmm. I can go, okay, just chill. Yeah, you just slow it down. enjoy the moment. You're okay. Oh, the other day I had to brace myself on the bed. I was like, all right, I got an hour and a half to get through. Oh, I've been there too. Like, and oh. that was, it was accidental too. I mean, it was, whoops. Well, I, uh, <laughs> but it, I was okay. Like, I rode that wave. I, I, I rode it like a champ. I've been there, like, mm -hmm. holy shit, I got two hours to do something. Mm -hmm. Come on. The other day we were leaving to go down to Galveston for a game. Mm hmm. And I overindulged before we left. I thought I was great. So you provide me with what I call my daily. And then the a friend of that you hooked me up with, we get her cookies. And they're like 10,000 milligrams. I grabbed the wrong one, wasn't paying attention, popped it in my mouth, two chews, was like, oh, shit, I'll be fine. It's a five-hour trip. And for three and a half hours, I was like this. And, and my co-host finally was like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm so stoned. <laughs> And so we were, we stopped at Bucky's worst decision ever because the sensory overload when you're overindulged on edible for me is mm -hmm. I, it get, everything becomes raw uh -huh. sounds anything. But also the Bucky's fruit punch, I could have swam in it. It tasted so glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got one of those big Bucky cups, like 52 ounces and poured it in. And <laughs> by the time we were out of the uh, the parking lot, I'd already drank it down. And he was like, you're going to have to pee here soon, buddy. <laughs> Man, last, like the last couple nights, we've uh, kind of devoured our dinner. In the same aspect. Like, oh, it's so amazing. You're going to swim in it. It's been so good. We did like a burger charcuterie board oh i've and seen those those are awesome but we but we we cut up the we cut up the burger yeah and then i had made on the grill a sauteed like mushroom onions and bacon oh nice with a little bit of brown sugar in it mm. and so we had that and we used like romaine lettuce so we didn't even have bread so oh my God. i've got to commit so to that because everybody tells me that once you eat a lettuce burger it's you. You don't have to go back, and so I need to commit to that and just try it one day. Try. I mean, even in and out. Just yeah. If yeah, you order they're, protein they're, style. Yeah, protein style. Mm -hmm. Um, I, that. I, I. That's just one of those things that I, it's hard. To, like I 
I don't drink hot coffee. I, I the only way I drink coffee is a frappuccino, and mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. And what I need to finally do is go up there and you can just get espresso on ice mm-hmm. and then you pour it into your own protein shake. Mm-hmm. And I've been told by so many people, if you just do that three times, you don't ever, you get all your energy and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I hate to waste a good trip. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I never want to, like, I, I'm the worst. At, if, if I like something at a place, I only want to eat that. Mm-hmm. It's the, I, I love to try new things, but once I find what I like at a yeah, place. You want to kind of keep, because yeah, it's you don't hard wanna, to go, because you know, every time you try to try something new, someone messes it up exactly it's just a universe yeah and you don't know how many times you're gonna get to go to this place Mm -hmm. especially like with me because we travel so much and so there's certain things in certain parts of texas i only want Mm -hmm. and i don't want to change my view on yeah you want to make it count yeah there you go that's exactly what everything's really expensive you don't want to have to sit here and you know Oh, especially now yeah jesus christ all right so let me ask you this as as we wind up this episode yeah scariest horror movie I didn't even prep you on this, so this is or just scariest movie because it doesn't have to be a horror movie. Arachnophobia. Yeah, that's that one's. I, I don't like spiders. I saw that when it came out. Good movie though. In the you know theater. they're remaking it. Oh lord. Yeah. I I had a feeling. Um, because I think I saw something somewhere. Yeah, because it's a big production, like yeah, a lot of big yeah, stars. Yeah. No, I had nightmares of spiders every night for at least six months. Like, it didn't matter what I did. Didn't matter at all. Like they were crawling all over me. And I woke up all night for six months, multiple times. It sucked really bad. And then I was trying to do like mind tricks and yeah, you know that. I mean, I still was at the time, but I mean, it just took a while. And then eventually, like probably maybe after a year, year and a half, it was a little bit better. Now, of course, I'm fine. And some some spiders are cute. So I I still well even when I didn't like spiders Mm -hmm. I loved watching things on PBS about them Mm -hmm. I loved reading about them and then oddly enough moving into the city helped me break my fear because where I first moved in Dallas was Forney and the area that we moved into had been nothing but land and then had been so it has all the creatures still yeah and then it got turned into a housing development so what you don't understand is in these out in the country, housing developments, you know, all the squirrels and stuff, they just go over to the next pasture. The spiders and all just stay. Like, they just go underground while the yeah. – and then they come – and so Especially tarantulas. Tarantulas and, and what we call garden site spiders, brown mm-hmm. spiders. Mm-hmm. And so it, it took about three months of just seeing 20 spiders a day to realize, okay, they're not messing with me. They're not – you know, I'm not messing with them. We're good. In the country, they hide better. So you just didn't see them all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that uh, that kind of got me. Now, arachnophobia didn't scare me. I mean, I liked it and it was creepy, but the movie itself was stupid. Oh yeah, it was the spiders that terrified me, like taking a shower and it falls on well, your hair. And, yeah, and and they did oh such Lord. a good job in that movie of the two spiders. Remember, it's kind of scary because at first the big spider comes and rapes that poor little spider, and then you remember they make that big spider kind of the like it's evil, like it's chasing after Jeff Daniels and yeah. and all that, and like it growls. Like it, it does all this really cool stuff. But I think I suppressed the movie. That's all I remember. <laughs> so when the remake so, comes yeah. out, we're gonna have to have a, a stone Texan <laughs> oh, stoner, yeah, we're gonna stone middle age watching party. We're gonna have to do that. <laughs> um, my, it's funny though. The the movie that scared me the most was the Rainbow and the Serpent, and it's about a guy who gets he, he'd been hearing about this zombies, mm-hmm. people being brought from the dead. So he goes to uh, Jamaica. I think it was Jamaica. Somewhere where, again, it's been, some it, came, island. it came out in the 90s, 1990 as well, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he goes out to some island, he checks it out. Um, and it, it's the, and there is truth to this. There's a, a, 
a powder down there that can do that, make you think you're dead. And when you wake up, oh, you're yeah. in such a brain fog mm -hmm. that you're susceptible to people telling you stuff. And, and so it was Bill Pullman. I think I said it was Bill Pullman did it. And there's just a scene where he, it gets done to him and you see it through his eyes. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that always scared me because yeah, I, I, it was that realization that if if somebody gives you something it can make you to where you have no control mm -hmm. and that's just for me that is yeah that, that is that is absolutely the scariest thing is to just not have any control mm-hmm